the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, April the 4th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On April 4th, 1968, Martin Luther King Jr., 39 years old, was shot and killed while standing on the balcony at Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. His slaying was followed by a wave of rioting across the country. Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Chicago were among some of the cities particularly hard hit with the rioting. James Earl Ray later pleaded guilty to assassinating King, then spent the rest of his life claiming he'd been the victim of a setup. I remember the day that MLK was shot and killed very well. I was in a classroom at in Bellevue, at Bellevue College, now university. I was taking some makeup courses that I wasn't able to fit in and uh, and had not been able to fit in and wanted to take. So I was taking some courses there at night, a couple of them, and I was in a history class when they announced this. And, um, man, I, I kind of came of age, i got to be honest with you. Um, the professor, I, I could tell he was very left-leaning and you know, what he said in his lectures and his teaching and so on. I was just kind of sloughing it off. It didn't matter to me. I was learning the material and getting the grade. But that day, that late afternoon, I saw something I had never seen before, and that's why I take the moment to share it with you. When he told the class that Martin Luther King Jr. had just been shot, he just found out about it. It was kind of getting out into the news. There was, there was no Internet at that time, or it hadn't been discovered yet. I guess maybe it was, but it, it wasn't known. Anyway, he was talking about it, and he absolutely lost it. And he started running around in the classroom and yelling and screaming just vulgarities. I mean, just the most base vulgarities. And he ran up. There was a flag on the on the wall, kind of on a little flag stand that stuck out of the wall up near in the front of the classroom. And he ran up there and he he jumped and was able to get the bottom of that flag and rip it down. And he threw it on the floor, the U.S. flag, and started wiping his feet on it like a doormat. And he just railed and railed and railed. I honestly thought he might pass out. He was so obsessed with it and so angry. And he hated the United States. And he's going to leave the United States as soon as he could and on and on and on. I don't know. I don't even remember his name and don't care to. But I can bet he didn't leave the United States. Those guys always claim that. But then they they take a look at, you know, Mexico or whatever and they don't usually leave. I remember one one real well-known um, uh, celebrity in, in Hollywood, an actor. Everybody knows his name. I can't remember which one it was now, but he moved his family. It might have been Brad Pitt. I don't know, somebody like that. They moved their family over to, to uh, uh, France, 
uh, because he had made a claim, you know, if Trump gets elected or whatever, I'm going to move out of the country. Well, he bought this chateau and so on, and he moved his family over there. Well, I, I, I didn't follow him. I didn't think about him, but I remember seeing his story. I look at a lot of news stories, and I saw this story about a year later, and he was moving back. And the reporter asked him why he was moving his family back, and he said there's too much crime. And I thought, yeah, that's that's the way it is. It always the grass always looks greener over the fence. But you get in some of these countries, it's not Shangri-La. I mean, America is not a bad place. We got a lot of problems, and we're definitely going in the wrong direction. But I've been in too many of these countries to listen to these people with any any you know support. Uh, where they say, well, I'm, I'm going to go to a different country. Well, try out some of these countries and see how it works. America is a great place. We just have a lot of problems. They're still solvable. But if we continue on this path that we're on now, in my view, we will get to a point where they won't be solved. And that's the urgency of the moment. It's not that America is a bad place. It's that America is going in a very bad direction right now. Anyway. That's what happened on April 4th, 1968. Today in 1949, 12 nations, including the United States, signed the North North Atlantic Treaty in Washington, D.C. Finland has now joined NATO. Russia is very upset about that. That's a blow to Russia. It was announced last night that Finland has joined NATO. Today in 1973, the Twin Towers at New York's World Trade Center were officially dedicated. Those are the two towers that were destroyed by Muslim terrorist attacks on September the 11th, 2001. Today in 1974, Hank Aaron, playing for the Atlanta Braves, he tied Babe Ruth's home run record by hitting his 714th home run in Cincinnati. Today in 1975, Microsoft was founded by Bill Gates and Paul Allen in Bellevue. No, Redmond. No, Seattle. No. It was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The reason they were down there, I've read, neither of them ever told me this. I've never met either. Of course, Paul has passed away. But I've read that the reason they were down there is because they hadn't they didn't hadn't formed a company, but they were down there negotiating with a. They had created uh, some of their software, micro, which became Microsoft, and they were down there trying to sell it to this computer company in in Albuquerque, and they suddenly realized they were about to make a deal. So I've read, and um, so they thought they better have a company because they didn't even have a company at the time. So they formed uh, what we know as Microsoft. And then made a deal with this company, and and it was the deal they made was with the new their new company Microsoft, and so Microsoft was born in Albuquerque, not on the east side in Bellevue or Redmond or wherever. Today, in 1991, Senator John Hines, a Republican from Pennsylvania, and six other people, he was Senator John Hines of the Hines like Ketchup Company an extremely wealthy family. He and six other people, including two children, were killed when a helicopter collided with his private plane over a schoolyard in Marion, Pennsylvania. I might add that uh, later, John Kerry, the far-left Democrat, would marry John Hines, the Republican's widow. And then John Kerry 
would have a lot of wealth. That's a little bit of what's going on in our world today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Human Events had an interesting story this morning. Let me share a bit of it with you. They said Douglas McKay was convicted. This is Human Events. Douglas McKay was convicted of election interference by making memes. Alvin Bragg, he's the um, prosecutor that's going after Trump. Alvin Bragg is interfering in the 2024 presidential election by indicting the leading opposition candidate on bogus charges. McKay faces prison while Bragg is celebrated by media pundits and his Democrat cronies for targeting the man they all fear. Biden has no comment. This is human events. I'm quoting them. Biden has no comment about the bogus indictment. Nancy Pelosi remarked that Trump will have a chance to, quote, prove his innocence. She actually said that. That, well, this will give Trump an opportunity to prove his innocence. Man, I thought people were innocent until proven guilty, but not with Trump. Oh, no. No, he's different. Pelosi said that shows, uh, or she said that he'll have a chance to prove his innocence, and we'll see how that turns out. Trump's guilt is a foregone conclusion, apparently, based on her comments at least. There's apparently not going to be much due process for the man they hate. This is a show trial, Human Event says, just as Mackey's was where witness intimidation by far-left reporters went unchallenged and the prosecutor could produce no evidence of guilt. That's pretty well said. That's what's happening today. I want to talk a little bit more about that today. There's some things to be learned and some interesting things that you should know about if you don't already that are being said in the country today. I also wanted to just make... um, make a note to you, kind of a family talk for about 30 seconds here. Uh, there's a lot of, of um, email and, and printed mail as well, but particularly on the internet. A lot of email going out uh, claiming to be raising money for Donald Trump. And there are a lot of people pretty passionate about in their support for Donald Trump, as we all know. And so these people are playing on this. And on, on the one hand, the Republican Party is very active raising money right now, and so is the Democrat Party, but I'm presuming that many of you, hopefully most all of you that I'm speaking to, are conservative and Christian. I know not all of you are. I understand that. I, I've read your notes. But if you are, you're going to be getting those because there are a lot of there are there are a lot of imposters and there are messages going out that are very close to what you may be getting from like the Republican Party because you've supported a, a local, maybe a local Republican in your district or whatever, you end up on that list. I'm on that list. And so most all of us are. But what happens is that these lists are sometimes made available to just for, for money, for a fee to other organizations, and they end up in the hands of people that are not honest people. So there there are attempts out there to raise money. And Donald Trump has raised a lot of money. Uh, his campaign has raised $7.5 million since last Thursday when this whole thing, you know, came out and became public that they were going to, you know, bring him in. They, they at first said they were going to handcuff him. Now they're saying they're not. He's going to appear before the judge today. In fact, just a little while. But 
all of this is going on and there are people that are seizing the moment and, and they're not for real, be very, very careful uh, with what you see and what you respond to because uh, there is a, a concerted effort to get people of, of goodwill, conservatives, Christians in particular, uh, to uh, and particularly elderly people, uh, to be very honest with you, all you older guys, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, be careful, because you'll get a you'll get a a plea for money, and it'll be parallel to actual appeals from the Republican Party and Republican operatives and various you know aberrations of that. So be very careful with it. I got one yesterday that I took a second look at just because it said it was from the NRSC. And um, here's what it said. And and, uh, ironically, I had gotten one from the, I think it was the RNC, just recently that said these same words, but these were a little bit different. I got this yesterday as an email. I get them every day, but you probably do too if you're online. But anyway, it says, hi, Gary. It's Alex from NRSC. Then it says this, Trump senior advisor Kellyanne Conway texts you. Really? <laughs> um, Senator Ron Johnson has texted you. Well, that's true. He has. Not just me, but millions. But yes, he has. Donald Trump has texted you. Yep, I've gotten fundraising letters from Donald Trump, an email from Donald Trump. They are all saying the same thing. I'm reading from this. I got yes, just yesterday. Without your input into the 2023 census, we will, in all caps, lose our chance to take back the Senate and the House. But wait a minute. I thought we had the House. Who took that away from us overnight? Oh, no. Oh, no. And it says, complete the 2023 consensus ASAP. The 2023 consensus is not a 2023 census. The consensus is a form that asks for a whole bunch of personal information. I mean, it's amazing what they're asking for there. That's what I'm talking about. I obviously saw that and didn't respond to it. I probably wouldn't have anyway, but there's a lot of that out there. Be very, very careful with it because it is a sham and they're taking a lot of people's well-intentioned money and doing things with it that, in fact, often it goes to the left and goes to other places that actually works against the very things that you and I would believe in and sometimes work for and give toward. So be very careful. Franklin Graham is going to be speaking from Rome on Easter Sunday morning. He's going to be speaking live from Rome. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's going to be just blocks away from where Pope Francis will be also giving his Easter message. He says, next Sunday, Franklin says, next Sunday, April 9th, join me as I share an Easter message from Rome and we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ with powerful music by Michael W. Smith. And uh, Graham uh, is inviting 10 million, his 10 million Facebook followers to tune in online and and watch the service, I thought it was interesting. It kind of gave me a smile. Franklin is is very very strong conservative and very very unafraid to speak out, as you know. But he isn't um, 
he 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 doesn't try to stir up trouble. He just isn't afraid of it. He doesn't run away from it. But I found it interesting that he's going to be just blocks away from the Pope and uh, Pope Francis when he's issuing his uh, his message on Easter Sunday morning. So we'll see how that turns out. And at, at least 10 million people know about it because they follow him on, I think it's Twitter or Facebook, on social media. And now you know that that's going to be happening. Former President Donald Trump used his social media platform to tell the public he would fly from his home in Florida into New York on Monday. Yesterday, he did. A lot of pictures, Associated Press had pictures all over the place of his plane taking off from Florida, headed for New York. They also had pictures of it landing in New York. They're following it very closely, of course. But before he left, he declared on his social media... Truth Social. He said America was not supposed to be this way. Trump has many trials. Whether you like him or don't like him or hate him, not many people have no opinion about Donald Trump. For the most part, people either really like him because they see the value of him in spite of his some of his ways, or they hate him. And they really do hate him. He said, on Tuesday morning, I'll be going to, believe it or not, the courthouse. America was not supposed to be this way. His legal team confirmed yesterday that he would not fight extradition, which he has not, from Florida, but would instead willingly appear before the New York authorities. The trials of Trump will continue playing out today before the world. There's some things that are going to happen today that as we come on the air here live nine o'clock in the morning in uh, on ACN. Some of you are getting this program a little later, but there's some things that are going to play out today that we don't know about as I speak. By the time some of you hear this program later today, you may know more than we know now. We may all know more than we know now, but they're going to play out throughout the day. The media is going to do their best to show why why they should break with any kind of precedent in the history of the United States and haul a former president before a court, before before a attorney general, a prosecutor that simply wants to get Trump. He has said that. His actions have confirmed that. Frankly, I've never seen anything like this. In our country, I have paid attention to politics. I've paid attention to these kinds of things since I was a very young man. I've never seen anything like it. The blind alignment of the secular progressive, the left political community, the news media, the entertainment industry, the so-called Christian left, all in lockstep with a single agenda. Get Trump, no matter what it costs the country, no matter whether it's legal or not legal, whether it should be or should not be, get Trump. Don't let him ever hold an office. Liz Cheney has said that probably a hundred times, that her goal is to see that Donald Trump never holds a political office for the rest of his life. What? A, how would you like to get up every morning with that as your goal for the day, your purpose for living? That would be a pretty sad and a pretty shallow life experience, I would say. New York City is bracing today for a man they once embraced, 
He used to be everybody's friend, pretty much. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, he joined, uh, was joined by the New York uh, Police Department Commissioner, this Keechant Sewell. They hosted a briefing yesterday regarding security preparations ahead of former President Trump's arraignment. They're stressing that as of midday Monday yesterday, there was no, uh, there has been no specific credible threats to our city, and everyday life should continue as normal. Are they overstating this? I mean, is New York going to blow up? I don't know, but is it going to blow up today, or are they just? Um, I mean, they didn't make this big a deal out of maybe the Capitol situation on January 6th, and they should have. Maybe they've learned a lesson. Maybe they know something we don't know, but they say there's no, there's been no specific credible threats to the city. And then Adam said this. He said, control yourselves. <laughs> Recognizing anticipated protests and the unique nature of the situation, he said, New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread misinformation and hate speech, he says, says she's coming to town. While you are in town, be on your, be- be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. And if one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable no matter who you are. Those are strange words from people that have accommodated so much crime, so much vandalism on behalf of the left. As the mayor stated, there are no credible or specific threats to New York City at this time, Sewell says, supporting him. New Yorkers may see an increased police presence in part of the city and should anticipate intermittent road closures over the next few days, particularly in Manhattan. To avoid delays, I urge everyone to use mass transit when possible. Sure, so you can get shot and mugged on New York's mass transit. Who are they trying to kid? As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind, they're saying. And if one is caught participating in any act of violence, they'll be arrested and held accountable no matter who they are. Really? This from the city that stood by along with Portland and Seattle and St. Louis and Baltimore and all those other cities, while leftist activists broke and burned and trashed the city, night after night, eventually painting the streets of New York City with approval, painting them with great big letters, like 40-foot letters, BLM, including in front of Trump's tower, which is his New York home. BLM blogging traffic, and on and on and on. Where did all of this virtue come from? All of a sudden, in this adherence to law and order, and we're tough, and all of that. Where did this come from? It came from hatred for one man. There were virtually no arrests back in the BLM days. Peaceful protests. Well, you could see the fire over the shoulder of the of the people that were demonstrating. When Donald Trump was sworn into office as president, they were burning cars three blocks from where he was sworn in, in D.C. This was happening across the country, and it certainly happened in New York City. But all of a sudden, there's this newfound commitment to law and order. It is so pathetic that even Trump's enemies 
are saying this is not right. Jeb Bush, the Bush family, do not like Donald Trump. I don't know if they hate him or not, but they really don't like him. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, who's not a friend of Trump, said Saturday that a Manhattan grand jury's decision to indict the former president, Donald Trump, during his third bid for the White House is very political, I'm quoting Jeb Bush, and not a matter of justice. Bush challenged Trump for the GOP presidential nomination in 2016, as you know. He noted in a tweet that Trump was indicted on a case that other prosecutors refused to move forward before Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office revived it recently. Jeb Bush. He said Bragg's uh, predecessor didn't take up the case. The Justice Department didn't take up the case. Bragg first said he would not take up the case. This is very political, not a matter of justice. Bush, the second son of former President George H.W. Bush and the brother of George W., as you know. That's what he said. Not a fan of, of Trump. But he knows this is so far over the over the line. It's pathetic. William Barr, who had a lot of disagreements with Trump, he said, talking to Larry Kudlow the other night on Fox Business Channel, he said that it, this whole thing has problems on multiple grounds. Barr said of the case against Trump, he said, quote, it's based on news, report, if, based on news reports, if they're accurate, this is an abomination. It's an epitome of the abuse of prosecutorial power to bring a case that would not be brought against anyone else. They're going after the man, not a crime, and the legal theory, frankly, is pathetically weak. He said, this is politically driven, as others have said. I think we all know that, or at least conservatives all know, Kudlow broke in and said, what is the tattered legal theory? I'm still trying to figure that out. That's pretty much what everybody is saying on the left or the right. In the midst of all of this, Mike Huckabee, the pleasant man from Arkansas. I've always liked Mike. I've never met him, but I... I I know people who know him, but I don't, I've never met him. But anyway, his insights are remarkable. He came out with a statement in the middle of all this chaos, and it caught my attention because he made a formal endorsement of Donald Trump for president in 2024. And you would think he might have waited till after the primary, but no, no. He said, no, he's not going to wait. And he went on to say why. He gave a, it gave a full endorsement of, of Trump for president in 2024 and here's some of the things he said in his in a a monologue that he did on his tv show he said maybe there are other conservative candidates for president who would do well but who else could take and endure the relentless hate that has been that he's faced and the never-ending persecutions and prosecutions of a demonic deep state he said hey donald trump is far from perfect but then so am i and so are you but I love my country, and I don't want it to be second place or third place. I want it to be first. And I'll pick up with a personality that can, maybe at times, be vain and vulgar. But I'll do it to make America great again, and that's why I will support him again for president. He said Donald Trump was my second choice <laughs> back in 2016. He said my second choice. He said because I was my first choice. He was running. He said just so you know, okay, but when I didn't make it, I endorsed and supported and campaigned for Trump. He goes on to list all of the reasons that he's doing this. And he said, the bottom line is this man knows how, as president, 
to get things done. He may not be politically astute. He is crass and rough around the edges, to say the least. He has committed immoral things by his own admission. But he knows how to get things done. And Huckabee says, we are not hiring a pastor. We are hiring a president who can get things done. Well, we'll see what happens today. But thank you for being with me today, and thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.